Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit takechargeofyouair.com today. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from my Eastern Shore bunker. Folks, I got to tell you that, you know, I turned on the news after taking, you know, a wonderful break with friends uh, over the weekend and coming back and turning on the news. I just sometimes I want to I want like my 2010s version self to listen to 15 minutes of news in 2022 and get that version of myself's reaction. Because 20 minutes into any newscast and you are hearing everything from the World Health Organization naming another health emergency as it pertains to monkeypox, You hear about BA4 and BA5, the two new variants that have taken over Omicron, uh, which was the old uh, big news variant of COVID-19. You hear about multiple mass shootings uh, that have taken place, uh, you know, one in a uh, airport uh, Love Field Airport in Dallas, where a 37-year-old woman, we're assuming that she's white because she's still alive, uh, goes in, is dropped off around 11 a.m., goes into the bathroom, puts on a hoodie, and then starts shooting the place up. There are no casualties that are reported. And she was shot below the waist, so that leads you to believe that she was not a black person uh, because they would have been talking about her in the past tense. Um, You hear about the triple digit temperatures that are not just happening in notoriously hot places, uh, in the United States, but everywhere you hear about multiple wildfires that are happening in this country, as well as in Greece, as well as in France. Um, you hear about, you know, declarations of public health emergencies as it pertains to climate change now, because we didn't want to heed the warnings from 20 and 30 years ago. And we clearly don't want to do anything now, or I'm sorry, Joe Manchin doesn't want to do anything now. So we're not going to take any major action on climate change ever so that he can continue to get wealthy, uh, along with the rest of his family. 
that was just 20 minutes of watching the news. Um, so when I tell you a couple of weeks ago that the New York times did an entire expose on distract oppression, which is the combination of anxiety, depression, distraction, um, and just overall hopelessness. Um, I get why so many Americans are on medication. I get why there has been a steady rise in mental health medication prescriptions uh, since the beginning of this pandemic nearly two and a half years ago. Um, Functioning is really fucking hard. And I don't even know what we define as functioning. I guess the ability to make it through your workday and not have just a nervous breakdown, uh, at your computer, at your desk. Um, the fact that employers are forcing people to go back into work and then making you feel a type of way if you're back in the workplace and you're wearing a mask. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on. You know, I, I, I literally, like I, I wrote down in my handy dandy notebook, a list of topics that I wanted to tackle on today's show. And I got to tell you what I really want to tackle is just this feeling of overwhelm, just this feeling of literally feeling beside myself, because I know that I'm not the only one. I know that millions of Americans are really suffering right now on so many different levels. And I got to tell you, um, for the folks that are listening to this show who also have kids or are caregivers to children, my God, I don't know how the fuck you all do it. Um, and I'm not about, you know, calling people heroes or heroines or any of those things, because I feel like you shouldn't be forced into, uh, being a hero or a heroine that, you know, the state and the federal government should be providing families, uh, with aid in order to be able to, you know, parent and caregive in a way, uh, that doesn't put your future, your, you know, home income at risk, right? Because you have to make decisions between, do I put my child in daycare or do I quit my job because I'm only working to pay for daycare? Um, because that's the situations that we force, uh, people in this country in. I just folks, I mean, my fucking God, um, you know, I, I, I want to start out with in, in just the coverage of what's been happening with Indiana, um, and this disgusting, egregious state. So we all by now know that the story, uh, the heinous story of the 10 year old girl that was raped, uh, who then was impregnated by her rapist had to leave the state of Ohio where their trigger ban uh, took effect when Roe v. Wade was overturned and had to travel to Indiana in order to get an abortion because she was raped. Well, the state of Indiana is holding a special session right now because when Republicans hear that a 10-year-old girl is raped, and needed to have an abortion so that a 10 year old girl is not forced into motherhood before 
she even turns 13, uh, they think about the need to overturn abortion. I just want you to like wrap your mind around that for a minute, that Republicans in Indiana, people in Indiana, hear about the heinous crime of sexual violence that was forced upon a 10-year-old who then becomes pregnant by her rapist, is forced to cross state lines because abortion is banned in her state. And when Republicans hear this, they think to themselves, we need to ban abortion so that more 10 year old girls are forced into motherhood before they become fucking teenagers. How? How is it that we have succumbed to minority rule in this country when you do national polls? on access to abortion and over 70% of Americans believe that people with uteruses should be able to have access to an abortion and be able to have bodily autonomy, that then you have all of these laws that are now in these red states, which are a majority of the states right now, are banning abortion, are making absolutely no exceptions, not for rape, not for incest, and certainly not for the life endangerment of said pregnant person. What the fuck? Right? Because here is the thing, friends. I was on MSNBC over the weekend, and Simone Sanders asked me, she said, Danielle, what do you say? When Democrats are out here telling people that they just need to vote more, that we need more senators, she said, which we do, and people need to vote, which they do. But that's the only thing that they're offering. Meanwhile, Republicans are out here telling people with uteruses that you are not fully fledged citizens of this, these United States, telling rape victims we don't give a fuck, right? Like telling people who are potentially on their deathbed that women who are going into labor with complications are having to beg their doctors in saying, please save me if something goes wrong and not the life of this unborn fetus. How is it that Democrats are not using this as their fucking rallying cry? There are so many things that are happening right now. I just listed several in the first five minutes of this fucking show. Democrats aren't using any of it. Instead, they're talking about fucking jobs, right? How many jobs Biden added? And, you know, I listened to another report where they were like, you know, here's the reality. Biden only has but a handful of weeks to actually offer some type of policy initiatives that they've been able to do since coming into office in January 2021. And because of Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, they really have nothing to offer the American people in terms of what they have accomplished. And so my fucking question is, then why don't you go and run 
on what it is that Republicans are doing to dismantle rights in this country for everyone who is not male, who is not white, and who is not quote unquote fucking Christian. They are handing you your campaign strategies. But do you know what fucking Democrats are doing in places like Pennsylvania and places like Arizona? Oh, well, they're deciding to run a different type of campaign where they spend millions of dollars backing the Trumpiest of people in the hopes that then Democrats who win their primary are able to beat that person in the general election. Yes, you just heard me right. Let me say that again. Democrats are running campaign ads for the Trumpiest of people in some of the most critical battleground states in this country because they are playing a game, rolling the dice and gambling that the Trumpier, the better for the general election, and then the Democrat will be able to beat them. What the fuck are you doing? Why in God's name, in this current political climate, would you be playing Russian roulette with Trumpism, which we already know is akin to fascism, which we already know is the biggest threat to our democracy. And what you are gambling on is that their message is not resonating with the majority of people in said battleground states, but it doesn't really matter because we know that these motherfuckers cheat and lie. So you tell me why you would spend the hard earned money that people donate, right? Individual donors and these big ass motherfucking packs and these big fucking millionaires and billionaires of the democratic party that you would pay to boister up a Doug Mastriano, for example, in Pennsylvania, who wants to ban abortion all out, who wants to change voting in Pennsylvania altogether, who was at the insurrection and is in a fairly tight race right now in Pennsylvania. Why do we think that this is a risk that the Democratic Party should be taking as opposed to using every single bit of fucking money that they have to be running ads on television, on every single app, on every single streaming service that would then show you exactly who the Republican party is and what it is that they are doing to America in broad fucking daylight. Why wouldn't you be using the opportunity and the money that is presented in front of you to blanket every single fucking streaming airwave, everything in order to convince the American people that the Republican party is actually no longer a viable political party, but a threat to our national security, a domestic terrorist organization that we should all be terrified of because they are starting with abortion. They are starting with these fucking don't say gay bills, but this is not where this shit is going to end. Right? I am so beside myself these days with trying to understand the rationale that Democrats have right now or the strategy that they have in place. And look, folks, 
I'm no stranger to getting called out on Al Gore's fucking internet about why am I not going hard against Republicans? I go hard against Republicans every fucking day of the week, but I need to wake up Democrats to the fact that you literally have been given a poo-poo platter of what to choose from, of what it is that Republicans are fucking doing and you're choosing not to. You're choosing to say that, oh, the American people want to discuss and vote on kitchen table issues. Well, when your house is on fire because of climate change, when you don't have a job, when you have no right to bodily autonomy, when the police are using you as target practice, I don't understand what you think we're discussing at the kitchen table right now. Right? Like, that's where the fuck I am. And I'm confused where Democrats are. The Damage Report with John Idarola is one of the most popular shows on the TYT network that serves as your daily breakdown of the genuine threats and challenges facing our country and world. These days, we're confronted with an overwhelming sea of shocking, confounding, and devastating news stories. The Damage Report is your life raft, helping you navigate the day's news and understand the damage caused by the corrupt establishment, politicians, corporations, and everything in between. Join the Damage Report's notorious fan club, The Dragon Squad, where you become part of a fantastic community of progressives. Create a fun dragon nickname that fits your personality, collaborate, and participate in fun activities like voting for, the garbage person of the week, and much more. Listen to The Damage Report on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Get a behind-the-scenes look at Comedy Central's The Daily Show on Beyond the Scenes, an original podcast from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Every week, host Roy Wood Jr. goes deeper with the notable guests and experts from the Emmy Award-winning series. Together, they use comedy to tackle current topics from gentrification to gun laws and take a closer look at how and why these topics matter. Listen to Beyond the Scenes from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Tuesday. You know, the other thing that I will say with regard to Democrats and their messaging, because I keep getting asked the same question all the time, is this. It is not hard to just tell people or to share, to share in their rage. This is the thing that I believe that Republicans have been doing since the beginning of time, right? They know that their base is uh, older or actually not so old white people who are racist, who are misogynist, who believe in patriarchy and who fashion themselves as white evangelical Christians. And so what was Donald Trump able to do in 2015 and 2016? He was able to lift up their fucking economic anxiety, their grievance about how vastly different America is becoming because of the demographic shift and the fact that, no, you can't just get a fucking high school diploma, work in a factory for 25 years, and then have have the ability to buy a home, own a car, send your kids to school, and all will be well with only a high school diploma. So what has the Republican Party been able to do? They've been able to give a voice and a platform to that racist, white grievance attitude. And so my question is, well, 
Why the fuck can't Democrats get behind the base of their party who is outdone and so overwhelmed with the fact that their kids are going to have less rights than they do? that their kids will most likely be living with them if in fact they own a home because the average prices of homes have gone through the roof, right? And that the average price of rent, like I'll tell you this, for living in New York is $4,000 a month. That is more than most people's fucking mortgages, right? So how is it that Republicans are able to give voice to their racist white base, but Democrats can't share in the rage that we have in this moment where we are watching every single day, one right be ticked off at a time. If nothing else, get behind these people and the rage and the fear that we have. I say this all the time. Obama and Trump are two case studies of America at very different times. Obama, we're in the early 2000s where we think that, you know, anything is kind of possible. Technology is changing rapidly. You have this new fresh candidate that is like, yes, we can, right? We can come together as this multiracial coalition and we can change America. And for eight years, they absolutely did, right? But also on the belief set that we all had this shared value, right? Called the constitution. But once the Obama team started to recognize that, look, these people are not trying to fuck with you solely because you are a black man who had the audacity to ascend to the highest office in the land. That should have been a signal point, right? That they are going to try and drag this country backwards, that we are going to experience white lash at any time, any bit of progress is made in this country. You have racist white people who are still in power at all local federal state, right? On the bench in the fucking police uniform all around this country. And so what preparation are you doing for that backlash? Fast forward to Donald Trump who says American carnage, there's drugs and murder in the streets. Well, now there are right following his fucking inability to get COVID under control and lie about it for several months, causing the deaths of half a million Americans, right? By the time that he was ready to fucking leave office and let's just, let me not use the word leave office. Cause we know that that was not going to be the fucking case, right? That the January 6th committee has laid out for us. Donald Trump was never leaving office voluntarily. He was needing to be pulled out, kicking and screaming, but nonetheless, what Donald Trump was selling to his constituency, to white America, was fear and rage. These people are coming in caravans and they're going to take your jobs and put up taco carts on every corner and sleep on your lawn and Black Lives Matter is Antifa and they're going to kill cops and all of this bullshit because fear sells. So right now, you don't even have to think if you're a Democrat, how are we selling fear? Because we wake up scared to death every fucking day. Every day there's another mass shooting, right? That is becoming more and more the norm, whether it's at an airport, it's in a church, it's at a fucking grocery store, or it's at a school. It is happening every day. 
So either you're going to vote for politicians that are actually cosplaying fucking the civil war in their political ads, going rhino hunting and showing off their AR 15s. You're going to either vote for crazy or you're going to vote for sane. You're going to vote for a world where your kids are able to go to school and learn about the fullness of American history, or you're going to vote for book burners. Like it's not that fucking hard. And so when I get on Democrats, I'm like, how difficult is it to draw the fucking line right between sanity and insanity between democracy and authoritarianism? It should not be that hard. And yet here we are with Democrats trying to run on policy initiatives. Well, guess what? You have no policy that you have passed that anyone gives a shit about. They're talking about, oh, well, we're going to run on lowering prescription drug prices. Who gives a fuck? Not when you have Republicans that are upending public education and gutting it. When you have no bodily autonomy. When police are literally using black people as target practice and putting 60 fucking rounds in a human body. Right? Like, I I don't understand why it is so hard to point to the villain, the Republican evil fucking villain, and say, if these people take control of the House or the Senate, this country is done. That is not a hyperbolic statement. You can't get fucking climate change passed right now. They're pulling up votes on same-sex marriage. You have the Supreme Court signaling that not only are you not allowed to get an abortion, we're also not going to provide you with birth control. That is not your right either. And you have these red states that are getting ready to ban all of that as well. So what if you are a person with a uterus, do you feel safe in this fucking country right now? Or do you feel like a target? It is not that difficult to lift up These truths that Republicans are laying out and say, it is either you are with us, this imperfect political body, but that still believes in the founders of this country, still believes in the constitution, or you're with these people whose base is the proud boys, the oath keepers, the three percenters and Nazis, because that's who they are, right? You know, switching gears for a moment, let me, let me talk about Merrick Garland real quick. So last week, at the end of last week, I said on the show that Merrick Garland had, you know, given an interview and had signaled once again, you know, his famous line that no one is above the law. And when pressed by a reporter and saying, not even a former president of the United States says not even a former, he said, let me be clear. No one is above the law, right? Well, yesterday, Andrew Weissman, former uh, counsel for the FBI, is asked by Nicole Wallace on MSNBC whether or not he believes that the Department of Justice, regardless of what Merrick Garland said about the fact that we don't do investigations in public, right? That we, we don't, we don't, that's not who we are, right? That I'm about restoring the integrity of this fucking agency above all else. Nicole Wallace asked, well, you know, Andrew, do you think that this department of justice is moving on any type of investigation? 
And his response was, sadly, no. There is no indication whatsoever that this Department of Justice is moving. And how do we know that? Well, we know that they were completely caught off guard by Cassidy Hutchinson. We know that the January 6th committee recommended much in the same way that they recommended Steve Bannon be held in criminal content for uh, not complying with the congressional subpoena. They recommended the same for Mark Meadows, but the Department of Justice decided that they weren't going to go after Mark Meadows, right? And maybe it's because he supplied some information, but then didn't supply all of it. So they were like, oh, okay, well, at least he did the bare minimum. What I want folks to understand is that this country is not moving on. Whether or not Merrick Garland has the backbone and the fortitude to actually see a criminal indictment through of Donald Trump and every single one of the architects behind the insurrection, this country is not getting repaired. The bare minimum of beginning that repair would be to signal to the American people that in fact, saying that nobody is above the law isn't just a slogan of the Department of Justice, but it is actually a value of the Department of Justice that they will hold up regardless of who is in front of them. But that's not what we're seeing, right? We're seeing AG Fannie Willis in Georgia go into the fucking mats. We're seeing her begin to subpoena the likes of Rudy Giuliani and others, right? And bringing who uh, were part of the fake elector scheme. How do we know that Fannie Willis is working? Because she's fucking telling us that she's working, but we're also seeing the subpoenas come out. Fucking 18 months after our government was almost overthrown by thousands of Trump supporters who he weaponized and turned on his vice president of the United States and on members of Congress, we have seen nothing but their foot soldiers be, picking, be, be taken up. And those people mostly got slaps on the wrist. You have people serving more time in jail right now for marijuana charges, right? Than they are for attempting to overthrow the government and actually beating and terrorizing police officers. The war on drugs, which incarcerated more black and brown people in this country, right? Broke more homes and more communities. They are more successful doing that because the target was black and brown people than they are going after white people who are trying to overthrow this government and not doing anything to stop this not so slow moving coup from continuing to take hold. Why? Because the people that were at the fucking insurrection are now running for governor. They're running for secretary of state. They're running for the fucking school board. How are they able to do that? Oh, because federal charges were not fucking brought against them and they weren't thrown in jail. One of the things that Andrew Weissman said, following up on Wallace's question on deadline White House was, you know, here's the thing. If we fail as a country to hold a criminal president accountable for his crimes against this nation, 
What comes in his stead is going to be worse. And what you are doing by virtue of not indicting, of not providing prosecution is a de facto pardon. Donald Trump has already signaled and said time and time again, he is running in 2024, right? And this department of justice is so hell bent on not seeing me political. So how is it going to look then? Because you've dragged your feet this whole fucking time. If you finally start getting your ducks in a row and now we have candidate Donald Trump once again, I just, you know, it is always so amazing to me. And by amazing, I mean, incredibly disheartening to just be slapped in the face with America's injustice and imbalance that the bar must be so high to be able to prove that a rich white man is a criminal, but we assume criminality by virtue of birth of anyone with melanin, that there is no real proof that is needed other than how you feel in your heart. I just, folks, I want to continue to have faith. I want to believe that good will prevail, but there is nothing that is indicating that whatsoever at this point. And that is what I find most troubling. You know, as we watch the world on fire, literally, people dying, tarmacs melting, train tracks buckling, flights not being able to take off, trains running slower because of too much heat, grids failing, books being burned, doctors being sued and investigating for helping rape victims. I don't know where to turn for air. I don't know where to turn for ease, for breath. But I got to say that if we don't do something as a people, if we don't take direct action, we can understand and know to be true that the darkness that we are seeing take hold across this nation will only get worse. And if Democrats don't use the fear of that truth to win, I think that we're lost indefinitely. Hey there, I want to tell you about another podcast I think you'll love. The Brown Girl's Guide to Politics hosted by Ashanti Goler, the president of Emerge. BGG is the one-stop shop for women of color who want to hear and talk about the world of politics. Join Ashanti this season as she talks to incredible women of color who are changing the face of politics and tackling some of the most important issues facing the United States. From reproductive justice to voting rights to climate change and more. Tune in every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm David Plotz of Slate's Political Gab Fest. As another election season accelerates, it can be tricky to sort through all the noise in the news. Each week on the Gab Fest, John Dickerson, Emily Bazelon, and I decipher the headlines, break down the races, and tell you what issues really matter. We do not always agree. We definitely do not always agree. But we always deliver thoughtful debate, and we always have a good time. So subscribe to Slate's Political Gab Fest. New episodes every Thursday.
That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Get a behind-the-scenes look at Comedy Central's The Daily Show on Beyond the Scenes, an original podcast from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Every week, host Roy Wood Jr. goes deeper with the notable guests and experts from the Emmy Award-winning series. Together, they use comedy to tackle current topics from gentrification to gun laws and take a closer look at how and why these topics matter. Listen to Beyond the Scenes from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Tuesday. Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.